Happy New Year to the greatest podcast audience, the loyal listeners of SSWJG. January, every year, to me feels like one big Monday. You know, the Christmas and and New Year's holidays, they're all like a big Saturday and Sunday. You know, you're, you're eating everything in sight, you're hanging out with friends and family, you're playing games. It just, it just feels like one big Saturday and Sunday, and I, and I absolutely love it. I love the holidays. feels like one big weekend, and then January, January rolls around, and poof, it feels like one big Monday. And uh, this is the year 2021. A lot of people have come into this year with excitement, and you should. There's just something about the word new. You know, everybody hates change. I don't really think people like change naturally. It's just not in the human nature. But everybody loves something new. And everybody loves to throw out the old and and bring in the new. And we're kind of doing that. And 2021, I think, has some significant meanings as far as biblical parallels that we're going to talk about today in this first episode of the year 2021. And it's the, the number 21 itself. It does have some biblical meanings that it's associated with. I, I don't really teach a lot of this stuff, um, you know, the the deep meaning of numbers in the Bible. Other preachers do. Uh, you know, you have the number one, it's it's the number of God. Number seven is also uh, associated with God being the number of completion. Of course, you have six, the number of men. Twelve kind of seems to be the establishment, the foundation of, of a government or a system. You then have like like the twelve tribes of Israel, twelve disciples of Jesus, twelve apostles, all of that. You have forty, which is the number of testing. Uh, you know, forty years in the wilderness, the forty day fasts throughout the Bible. So, what what does twenty one mean? What does twenty one mean? I think it's connected to sin and rebellion, as far as I can tell in my Bible. I'm very old school. One of the greatest resources you'll ever have in studying your Bible. It's not a commentary. It's uh, not a big stack of those yearly devotionals that you buy in hopes that you'll read your Bible through in one year. And, and you're reading through it. And, you know, the book smells like uh, Hobby Lobby and and uh, the pages are stuck together and it's a bunch of mumbo jumbo that, that doesn't even speak to your heart. And you put it down and you, and you move on and you, you don't even read your Bible. Can, can I tell you this? You want to get to know your Bible. Don't read commentaries. Don't read those study Bibles. Don't read those little devotionals. I'm serious. Get rid of them. Sell them. Do something with them. I, I, I noticed this when I was in Bible college. I looked at my Bible professors, and I looked at all their Bibles. None of them had study Bibles. They all had simple text Bibles. I then looked at my favorite preachers who really knew the word, and I would, I would look and observe their Bibles. I'm serious. Go back and look at old Because of the Times uh, videos. Look at the preacher's Bibles. They're not study Bibles. They're text Bibles. Because a true reader of the Bible doesn't want to have other words in the Bible. I mean, think about this now. What is your favorite movie? What is your favorite movie? Hopefully it's G-rated. <clears throat> Do you want to be watching that with uh, all of a sudden inserts of commentary to explain everything that you just watched? No, you don't. I mean, think about this right now. What if I hired some other person 
to get on Spirit Signal, and after everything that I say, I approve of everything I say, by the way, after everything I say, there's some kind of commentary. You wouldn't listen. You don't need commentary in your Bible. Can I give you a, a little bit of advice, just, just uh, something to encourage you? There is not a single person out there that doesn't read their Bible in a setting and say, ooh, I don't understand that. Even me, and I'm a student of the Bible for many years, every day that I read the Bible, I come across something that I don't quite understand. Does that discourage me? No. Do I feel frustrated? No. You know what? I ask God to give me the interpretation. And he does. Maybe not right then and there, but usually it'll come like a month or two after that in reading the Bible, and I'll come across another scripture that gives me the... Um, the answer to what to the question I had the month before. I got to take this coffee cup lid off. You know something's weird going on with uh, coffee shops uh, here in in Kansas City and, and in other cities. I've been talking to people about this, and they're not handy. If you order a smaller size, the tall size, you you uh you yeah they give you the cup and you're like ow oh it's hot. And you look down and there's not even a, a sleeve on it. I don't know what this is. It started, really, it started around Halloween. I noticed that. They, they just were not putting sleeves on the uh, coffee cup. You got to ask for it. You know, you're holding the cup there in your car. Your fingers are on fire, and they throw a sleeve at you. And you got to put it on yourself. What, what is up with that? It reminds me of hotels in the early 2000s. Uh, when I did a lot of traveling, I was in Bible college, shortly got out of Bible college, did a lot of guest speaking. And I'd stay in hotels and you, and you get into the ho hotel and you needed uh, an extra towel. You know, you're there for a while and you just need an extra towel or you need an extra pillow, you know, just to have proper support when you sleep on your neck. And the hotel uh, says, OK, OK, OK. Front desk says, OK, we'd be right up. And there's no and And you're, you're waiting there nine hours later still. No extra towel, no extra pillow. It's like they, they would they would not uh, give you that type of service. And thankfully, that's all changed. Nowadays, you walk in and you have more pillows and towels than you know what to do with. So thank you, hotels, for finally getting the message from the customers. And and coffee is going on with this right now. I, I don't know what it is uh, that they're trying to burn my fingers. I, I, I don't understand that. Okay. I get it. You know, we ran out of toilet paper, you know, earlier this year, there was the run on toilet paper. Is, is there a run on sleeves now? Coffee warmer sleeves? Is, is there something about the sleeves that we don't know that is key, uh, to surviving a pandemic, surviving the other, uh, uh, great perils that are coming in 2021? I don't know. Somebody's got to explain that to me. But anyway, if you ask, they'll give you one. So life goes on. I will not get bitter. I will not complain. I'll still continue to go back and uh, drink the delicious wakey wakey juice. All right, where was I? Okay, so yeah, we're talking about 21 in the year 2021. And it's connected to something that I discovered. Uh, last, uh, the last couple of years, I've really studied the writings of Paul, the letters of Paul, especially his lists. And I'm trying to develop preaching content of Paul's lists, such as, of course, the gifts of the Spirit, the fivefold ministry, the works of the flesh, you know, all of those things. And I came across one in 2 Timothy chapter 3. And a lot of times, whenever I'm making notes, I'll use the uh, bullet point feature or I'll use the numbering feature. 
And I just highlighted all of these, uh, this list of 21 sins that Paul lists. And I, I didn't know this. And I looked and after I highlighted it, I put insert numbers, use numbers for bullets. And I noticed there was 21 of them. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, wow, hey, that's a good idea to bring to 2021. And I got to doing this with other lists, other things that I've looked and discovered. Did you know that there were, from 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 sea to sea in the Old Testament, what the New Testament calls the church in the wilderness, from Red Sea to the Jordan River, Red Sea to the Jordan River, water to water, sandwiched in the middle of that, guess how many rebellions there were? Aha, 21 times Israel rebelled while they were in the wilderness. Count them up. You also then look at, I, I didn't get this on my own. I, I got this off of, uh, some other book or something I was reading. You look at Jeroboam, the the wicked king who rebelled and, and uh, led the kingdom north, took 12, 10 tribes of Israel and uh, up north. Then the northern part of Israel, you know, the monarchy split. Jeroboam, that first king, built the two golden, golden calves. He said, it's too much for you to go down to Jerusalem. Worship here. These golden calves are your gods. And the people did. After Jeroboam, the kings that reigned in his reigned after him over Israel, there are 21 mentions to the sins of Jeroboam. Talking about the kings and the people that would follow after Jeroboam. 21 references to the sins of Jeroboam. Then you have Daniel, who didn't sin, but he fasted and prayed for the sins of his people. And how many days did he do it? 21 days. So I'm sure there's more out there. Maybe we'll discover some more and bring them to your uh, attention here on Spirit Signal. But yeah, 21, it is connected to sin and rebellion. Sin and rebellion. And I, I know what you're thinking here. Justin Gleason, oh my God, it is New Year's. It's the time to be talking about resolutions. I want you to teach me how to lose 21 pounds, okay? I want to know how to lose 21 pounds. I want to know how I can get 21 new followers on my Instagram. And maybe you're a guy out there and you're like, hey, Gleason, can you give me some tips on how to ask 21 questions for that girl I like? Look, I'm a preacher and a podcast host. I'm not a health nut. You want to know what I had for breakfast? A cookie a cookie and a cup of coffee. Okay, uh, yeah, we'll leave it at that. And I'm not 50 Cent. I'm Justin Gleason. You're here to listen, and I am here to talk. This is SSWJG, bringing you the message of God, Bible, and Church in the year of our Lord, 2021. Please consider subscribing, giving a great review and rating, and share this episode on your social media. You know, if you're coming across a post you don't like, and you want so bad to comment on it, especially all of the garbage that's going on social media uh, from from all of the things that happened in Washington, D.C. yesterday. You know, I don't want you to say a thing. I don't want you to give an opinion. I want you to share a link to Spirit Signal. Just post it right there. That'll send a message. And you, and you know what it, that is. Spirit Signal with Justin Gleason has almost become code for this saying, does what I say offend you? Why don't you listen to it again and let it offend you some more? You know, I brought that talking point to you all in 2020, and people are saying it all over the place, and it's going wonderful. It is going wonderful. It's a great phrase that you should add into your vocabulary. It's pretty much what the prophets said. It's pretty much what Jesus and the apostles said. Hey, if it, if it offends you, go ahead and let it offend you all the way to hell. That's, <laughs> that's just the reality of it. 
so yeah, go ahead and share this episode on your social media and with your friends. This is a a fastly growing podcast, and uh, our message is touching hearts. It's impacting lives and adding value to individuals and to families, motivating us to pray every day, to read the word every day, and to know our God and to know his word and to become a true servant for him to reach our generation. Uh, Scroll down, check your episode notes for my contact information, my social media, and all of my reference sources. Podcasting is the future. Reading to you from 2 Timothy chapter 3. This is Apostle Paul, the bishop of the Gentile New Testament church at that time, writing to a disciple he made who groomed him, prepared him to be a pastor. And he was a great pastor. Paul says to his young preacher, and Paul would write it to us today, the same thing. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanders, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, uh, Headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. For this sort are those who creep into households and make captives of gullible women loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as Janus and Jambres resisted Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds disapprove concerning the faith, but they will progress no further, and their folly will, folly will be manifest to all. Whoa. As there was, was also. But you have carefully followed my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, Long-suffering love, perseverance, persecutions, afflictions, which had been to me at Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra, what persecutions I endured. And out of all of them, the Lord delivered me. Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Jesus Christ will suffer persecution. But evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing that from you you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation, through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by interpretation of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work." Man, I almost just want to read that to you all again, like 25 times, just just the rest of this episode. Just read this and read this and read this. 
it's it's powerful but not only that it's just very clear it's very direct and a lot of times i've learned that the writings of paul it requires a lot of explanation and interpretation and application whenever you preach and teach from uh the holy scriptures his letters but this is very simple and very straightforward it's a prophecy about what um Men in the church, and I guess women, we could apply this to women, of course. What but it's mostly directed at men, the leader the 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 leadership in the church throughout Asia Minor at that time. And Paul is twenty one things that the church will see uh in the in the church and of course outside of the church. This has to do with with everybody, anybody you're associated with, and he lists twenty one things. Then in perilous times, people would rise up and be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having the form of godliness but denying its power, those who creep into households and make captives gullible women, always learning, never coming to the knowledge of truth. 21. There's no way that's a coincidence. And I get the feeling we're going to be seeing a lot of this in 2021. I think the kind of the fear and the hunkering down that was in 2020, uh, it's kind of over. People are ready to get out and, and start their carnality again. That's what's going on here. You know, the, a lot of the restrictions are, are ceasing, and that could change here in the next few weeks. But I think a lot of churches have gotten off Facebook Live, gotten off YouTube Live, and they've just kind of went dark as far as the media is concerned. And they're having church services. Even even where they're forbidden to have church services, they said, we'll just be quiet and kind of meet in secret. And you know what? If you're doing that, keep doing it. And I hope you don't get caught. May the Lord uh, give you supernatural protection. But with that, you've got a lot of people out there who are craving that pulpit and craving that microphone and craving to be seen of men. You know, they couldn't handle <laughs> uh, talking to a screen. They couldn't handle talking to a camera or only talking to a microphone. They have got uh, their what they call an attention whore. Uh, well, the word whore is in the old King James, so we'll just say it once or twice. I think I just said it on this episode. But anyway, they love attention, but it's really not attention that they love. They're lovers of themselves. They are lovers of themselves. Now, I know what you're thinking. Well, uh, Brother Justin, are we supposed to hate ourselves? Are we supposed to des- de- despise ourselves? Are we supposed to uh, not want to live and die? Listen, love yourself has a different meaning than that. Yes, you should take care of yourself. Yes, you should uh, uh, make something of yourself. I believe in becoming educated, becoming employable, doing everything you can to build and be a better you for God. The problem is the Bible tells us to love God, and you should, and I think you do. Otherwise, you probably wouldn't be listening to Spirit's signal. But your love for God, think about this right now. Love for God. Your, your heart should get warm right now. Your, your spirit should become alive. That love for God, do you have those same feelings when you think about yourself? When you look in the mirror, do you have those same feelings that you have for God for yourself? If you do, that's a problem. Uh, if you're married, guys, when you look at your wife, Oh, there should be love there. Mm, Nobody like your wife. Wives, when you look at your husband, your heart should be full of love, full of love for them. 
Parents, when you look at your children, your heart should be full of love. If you have a good friend, you, there's, there's somebody in your church that is very dear to you. Uh, your parents, your cousins, your whatever, your relatives that you were so delighted to spend the holidays with. The love that you feel for those people, do you have that same love for yourself? If you do, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. When you think of yourself, you should not have the over-swarming uh, feelings of love. Because in doing that, it is impossible to keep your flesh in subjection. It's impossible to do. Because when you love yourself, that is a dangerous place. God can't speak to you. The word can't speak to you. The church can't get into your mind and heart. You become self-centered and everything you do is for you. You can't be a good spouse with that. You can't be a good parent with that. You can't even be a good employee with that type of attitude. Your body is nothing more than a tool. It is nothing more than a vessel, the Bible says. You are put here to serve the Lord and to serve others. And really, it shouldn't be love that you seek for yourself, but really satisfaction and that you're doing good and righteousness for God and others. That should be the fulfillment that you need. But in loving yourself, you'll then turn to loving money. Oh, God. And then the boasting comes. The shameless self-promotions. <laughs> the pride will then come. And then you know what will come? The blaspheming. It'll never be about God. It'll always be about you. I know, and I, as I'm talking to this, certain people are popping into my mind, and I'm not going to say any names, and don't judge me because it's happening to you too. You already got people in mind. You're like, whoa, <laughs> there are people out there like that. The list goes on. They're disobedient to parents. Mm. Can I tell you this, uh, youth group and hyphen? You want to know who's a good person to be around in your youth group? Now, you need to love everybody. You need to go to church with everybody. You know, uh, keep good relationships with everybody. But be careful with kids who are disobedient to parents. Because I'm telling you right now, even if parents, the parents aren't in church, but you have kids who hate their parents and disobey their parents, chances are they're probably not going to be loyal to you. I'm just telling you right now, I've seen that and I've observed that. It's a big one. People who love themselves are not obedient to their parents. Yep. And, and, and number seven, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, all these un-un-uns. Unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving. And I, can I tell you this? The words thank you are powerful words. And I haven't been hearing a lot of thank you lately, just from the public. It's always like, I'm entitled to this. I expected this. You owe me this. Uh, the word gratitude, the, the, the words and expression of gratitude are so pleasing to God. Do you think the devil ever said thank you? Do you think demons ever said thank you? No. When you say thank you, that is a word that pleases the Lord. And it needs to be in your vocabulary. Unthankfulness is what led to the great perversions of this world. Read it in Romans 1. It says they were neither thankful. Therefore, God gave them up to a reprobate mind. If you don't know what to pray, just start thanking God. Matter of fact, you should begin your prayers with thanksgiving. Matter of fact, if you're, if you're a worship leader and you don't know what to open up with, open up with a song about thanksgiving. It's the best thing you're ever going to sing about as far as an opening goes. 
Be thankful to God. Be thankful to your pastor. Be thankful to your youth pastor. Be thankful. The unholy, the unloving, the unforgiving. Think about that. Unholy, unloving, unforgiving. They all go together. We've got to be holy people, separated from this world in everything we are and everything that we do. Pleasing to God. This idea that we've got to be like the world to win the world. <laughs> you know, when the world comes into your church and it feels like a club, I mean, the world, it, it, even if the world, even if somebody out in the world denies that there's a soul and spirit, uh, if they walk into church and they feel like they're in a club, you know why? Because they can feel the same spirits of uh, fornication and adultery that's in a club. You know, and you got praise and worship music and, and uh, you're doing the dancing not dancing for the Lord, but dancing to be seen. And it's all about you, the lover of you. Everybody look at me. And they, they're like, I feel no difference in this or a club. I think I'll take the club. <laughs> the world wants to see holiness. They know good and well there needs to be holiness in how we dress and how we talk and how we act. It's just the way God is. There's a difference between heaven and hell. And there should be a difference between the heaven that is... Uh, the kingdom of heaven and us and the hell that is on this earth. Unloving, unforgiving, those two go hand in hand. Love is powerful. Don't love yourself. Love your God and love others. And in this, you will have more friends than you know what to do with. Single people, if you learn how to, how, how to love somebody else, oh, you'll get married before you know it. Unforgiving. Forgiveness is huge. You look at the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who is in heaven, let your name forever be holy. Your kingdom come, your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven, give us day by day our daily bread. Forgive us as we forgive others. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. If yours is the kingdom, the glory, the power forever. Amen. After that Lord's Prayer, those six or seven major things that God says pray about in your own words every day, there is one thing that the Lord goes back and mentions again. And it's not, Lord, give us our bread. It's not even, Lord, hallowed be your name. He says you need to pray for forgiveness. He emphasizes it. He says if you don't forgive others, how can God forgive you? Mm. Out of all of those things in the Lord's Prayer, hallowed be your name, your kingdom, your will, the bread, lead us not into temptation. Yours is the, the thing that Jesus comes back and says and emphasizes the most is forgiveness. You've got to forgive. You need to forgive. And I'm sure there were some offenses that happened in 2020 and some bad things happened. You've got to forgive. The slanderous, the without self-control, the brutal despisers of good, the traitors. Oh, I mean, you look at Judas. That's who I think of when I get into all of this. Yeah. No self-control. Slanderous. I mean, he's slandering Mary taking the most expensive thing she's got in her house to uh, anoint Jesus' feet for the burying. That's right. She started the burial process right there before Joseph of Arimathea ever did. And what does Judas do? He slanders it. He's got no self-control. That's how the devil gets into your heart, to betray, to be brutal, to be a despiser of what is good. Mm. Headstrong and haughty. Ugh. Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. I mean, look at this stuff. And it's all connected. When you start one, 
All 21 of them just kind of get sucked right into your mind and heart and your life. Some people start with loving themselves. Some people start with slanders. It doesn't matter. Once you get one of these things in your mind and your heart during this perilous times, you can't stop the rest of them. Lovers a pleasure. Pleasure. That, that's what the world's antidote is for problems these days. I'm serious. I, I'm not a psychologist, but I, I like to check up on what psychologists are telling their patients from time to time. I, I believe in therapy. I do for the time being. I believe in counseling. I, I you know, I, I believe in psychologists. They do a lot of good. But I just in talking to people and what I've observed, and I brought this up last year, it seems like a lot of psychologists out there, psychiatrists, they project their own insanity on their patients. They really do. And a lot of this insanity is the idea you need pleasure. It's like the psychiatrist is saying, you need to go have sex. That's what's wrong with you. That'll fix your problems. Here, have some drugs. You need to drink a little bit. Go out. Go out, have fun. Have some candy. Get into pornography. You're having not having enough pleasure. And that's what they think is really going to solve the problem. Well, in opening the door for all the worldly pleasures, you attract all the devils. It destroys the mind. It destroys the soul. It destroys the home. And you're left with nothing. And I tell you this, I believe in entertainment. I believe in having fun. As long as it's not anti-God and as long as it does not promote sin. But yeah, laughing and having fun. I, I love all that. It, it builds relationships. It builds camaraderie. You know, hunting, uh, fishing, going out and going shopping, getting coffee together, getting dinner together, uh, playing games together, uh, do, doing all of those things. You, you need to have that. But the pleasure, pleasure is for the flesh. Pleasure is for carnality. And you've got to set a guard on what pleasure you allow into your life and how much of it. Pleasure needs to have its limits. But the world says, pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. Wake up, start drinking. It's only 7 a.m. You need whiskey in your coffee. It's, it's, it's high noon. Sneak off into the closet at work and, and have an adulterous affair. All, all of these things, you know, it's 4 o'clock. The boss isn't looking. Steal the cash out of the drawer. You need money. And that's what pleasure is. That's loving yourself. That's being without self-control. That's being a despiser of what is good. That is what is upon us in these perilous times. It's people having a form of godliness, but denying the true power. You know what that is? It's people out there when you try to make a disciple out of, out of them, invite them to church, talk about God, talk about sin, and they turn around and say, you know, I'm basically a good person. I'm basically a good person. I, I don't need this. You know what that is? That's having a form of godliness, but denying its power. I'm basically a good person. I'm a good person. You know, you go to a funeral, and the deceased was a rotten, stinking sinner. And everybody knows it, and the preacher's up there trying to put him in heaven. And we're all back there like, no, 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 no. Basically, a good person is code for uh, not everything is as it appears. 
Not everything is as it appears. It's pride. It's saying, ooh, I have no sin. I'm a wonderful person. I give money to bums. I share my cigarettes. <laughs> you know, when somebody's lonely, I go over to their apartment and comfort them. Ugh. No, being a good person ain't going to do it. That's only a form of godliness. And Paul says about these from such turn away. It's not only should you not do them, but you turn the people away that do them. Now watch it. It's not cancel culture. It's not just uh, put, put your hand up in their face and say, talk to the hand, not the face and walk away. No. It means stand your ground for God against such. So Paul says you have all of these things. And you notice this, the first uh, 19 of these, it doesn't say fornicators, adulterers, idolaters, liars, murderers. Oh, no, these are attitudes that start in the heart, like loving yourself, being proud, being blasphemous, being unthankful, unloving. Those are the sins that start in the end times, primarily in the church. And then those things develop into serious sins. He said these are the type of people the people that have that, the slanders without self-control, mark it down. They are the type of people that sneak into somebody's house and have an adulterous affair. He says it. Those who creep into households and make captives gullible women, loaded down with sins and led away with various lusts. It's people who just know how to commit sexual sins through emotional manipulation. Oh, that's perilous times. You know... Uh, uh, my dad, Bishop Stan Gleason, I remember hearing him say this. He said it a lot. He says, how, do a, how does adultery begin? He said, do people just walk around with adultery written on their forehead or, you know, have a secret adulterer's handshake or, you know, kind of a, a, a high sign? You know, is it, is it like gangs? Is it like gangs, how they identify each other? He said, no. Adulterers don't need a sign. They don't need a secret anything because spirits attract Spirits attract, and that's what's going on here. When you let yourself go and become a self-promoter, disobedient to parents, brutal despisers of what is good, you are becoming full of yourself, and in becoming full of yourself, you'll become full of the devil. And that's when the serious sins of murder, lying, adultery, idolatry, all of those things come in and you're led away by lusts. And then lastly, number 21, you're always learning and never coming to the knowledge of the truth. It's the people that always have some stupid thing to post on social media to look cute, to sound, to sound cool. In all reality, it's all code for I'm a victim. Oh, look at me. Look at all my attention. It's people that know how to suck everybody in based upon pity and based upon being a victim. In all reality, they never came to any truth. They never came to any knowledge of the real truth. These are the type of people. They're hard to pick out, but once you start seeing it, stand your ground against them. And Paul compares it to Janus and Jambres, those Egyptian magicians. I mean, you think about this. Moses walks in. He's got four great signs from God. He's able to throw his staff down and it transforms into a serpent and then back into a staff again. He can take his hand, 
put it in his cloak and pull it out and become leprous. Put it back in and boom, he's healed. The leprosy is gone. He's able to take water and turn it right into blood. And not only that, but he has his brother Aaron, who was given a super sharp mouth for God, who could speak the direct word of God. I mean, these two come into the court of Pharaoh and begin to perform signs. And who comes out? Little Janus and little Jamborees. And I don't know if they had supernatural demonic power to be able to transform their staffs into serpents. I know I know. you, you have hieroglyphics in history, and it's been a long time since I read about this, and I, I, was, too, <laughs> I was too lazy to go through my old notes. I, I could have found it in my old notes about Janus and Jamborees, but I, I didn't have a good filing system back then, and it would take hours for me to find it. But you know, I, I, I do card magic. I like illusions, and I think that's probably what Janus and Jambres did. It was an illusion that they did to appear like they took their uh, staffs and transformed them into a serpent. The, Bi- the Bible doesn't specifically say that. Maybe they actually did that. You know, you get into witchcraft, you can do all kinds of things like that. And they and they were able to compete a little bit, but sure enough, uh, Moses and Aaron's uh, staffs that turned into serpents, those serpents <laughs> ate up the, the, the serpents of Janus and Jambres. And they can only do a few more of the signs and plagues after that. And then after that, they said, "Uh, uh-uh, this is the finger of God. We can't do it. That is what Paul is saying. You've got to be like to those people. And right now, God has got people inside of every youth group that are truly for him. And it may just be two, two guys, maybe just the youngest guys, the 12-year-old and the 13-year-old. And you got the older kids, the 17, 18, and 19-year-olds. And yeah, it looks like the 17, 18, and 19-year-old are the coolest and the best and the best looking and the best singing and got the nicest uh, clothes for Congress and stuff like that. But in all reality, they're full of themselves. They're full of hate. They're a traitor to the youth pastor. They're a despiser of what is good and only for a pretense do they know how to look holy. But God doesn't look on the outside. He looks on the inside. And somewhere right now in a youth group is 11, 12, 13-year-old guy who's showing up early to pray, staying after service to linger in prayer in the altar call. He goes home and is more hungry for God, and he's reading his Bible. He's listening to podcasts of preachers preaching. He's reading books about God, and he's growing. And maybe he doesn't come from money. Maybe he doesn't come from social status. Maybe he doesn't talk very good. Can I tell you this? Oh, man, I feel the Holy Ghost. You are the future Moses. You are the future Aaron. And it's only a matter of time before God appears to you as it were out of a burning bush and says, I'm going to use you to be a leader to reach this generation. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's what's happening in 2021. It's going to be the year of peril. The year of perilous times. And at the perilous times I'm talking about, sure, there might be earthquakes, there might be this, there might be that, all the signs of the end of days. But really, the perilous times are these 21 sins that arise in the church, they arise in your neighborhood, they're all over the place. It's Janus and Jamborees trying to outsmart, trying to outmaneuver the true servants of the Lord. You know what? Stand your ground against them. Let the signs of God speak for themselves. Let the truth prevail over the lie. 
and let hypocrisy be exposed in the year 2021. I record these podcasts. I, I don't really... Uh, talk about how I record much, what I do. I, I don't think it's interesting, but it's something that has blown me away about Spirit Signal. You, you know you're doing something good when other people reach out to you and ask how you do what you do because they want to do it. That's just such a, a, a compliment uh, to the system of Spirit Signal in our operation. And, and, <laughs> and I, I really don't, I mean, I just have my laptop, I have a cheap little microphone, and I, and I have my coffee and paper and pen and, and my Bible. That's, that's, that's all it is. Uh, there's really not much to it. But I just want to say thank you so much to people that have complimented us on our, on our sound quality on our operation, our system, you know, the the weekly podcast and all of that. It truly is good. And I really don't like to give numbers, but I, I get asked it all the time. How many listeners do you have? Well, it's kind of like, do, do you ask a doctor, hey, how many lives have you saved this week? I mean, you just don't, you just don't want to do that. But uh, I do from time to time like to give stats. It's just a way to for me to offer you feedback as the listeners. And uh, let's talk about what happened in the year 2020. Across the world, the number one nation outside of North America to listen to Spirit Signal coming in greatly at number one, surpassing all the other nations, is the United Kingdom. God save the Queen. God save the Queen. Up into Canada. I don't know what it was. It was like late summer, early fall. It was like, boom, all of a sudden Canada was in the stats. And uh, I love Canada. Great people up there. Great churches. uh, Great preachers coming out of Canada. And we thank you for your loyal listenership. And uh, coming in at number two in the year 2020 is uh, British Columbia. And then at number one, not by much at all, very close, is Ontario. Thank you so much, Canada for your loyal listenership down into my home nation, the United States of America. Number 10, North Carolina. Number nine, Wisconsin. I like Wisconsin. Number eight is Florida. Number seven, Georgia. Number six, Kansas. Number five, Michigan. Number four, Texas. Number three, Illinois. Number two, California. And number one, my home state, the state of Missouri. We get listeners from all states, and I thank you so much, America, for believing in the vision and the talking content of Spirit Signal with Justin Gleason. Thank you so much for listening. I put it out on social media, a question, what is your favorite SSWJG saying? And, you know, we talk, we talk about the Word of God. This is a God, Bible, and Church podcast. Uh, occasionally, we'll talk about what's, what's happening in the world, a little bit of my view of the news, some of that, not much. But uh, 
you know, when you're doing podcasts, you know, I'm staring at a wall right now, but I don't know what it is. Whenever I turn on this microphone, I it's it's like I can feel hundreds of my 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 hundreds of people, all of you listeners. Yes, there's hundreds of you and uh, soon to be in the thousands. We're knocking on the door of it every episode. Yep. It's in the upper three digits. Yeah, that's the only number I'll tell you. It's about to be in the thousands, about to move to four digits, then to five, then the six, and then Lord knows, maybe seven someday. Anyway, I I can just feel all of you here with me. I I, I don't know how to explain it. I I just feel people with me, and I'm I'm here in our church in my office, and nobody else is here. My phone is blowing up, by the way, for some reason. Everybody wants to talk about the news, and I'm trying to talk about the good news, <laughs> the Bible. And, uh, yeah, I finally sil- silenced my phone uh, at the break there. But uh, anyway, I can feel all of you here. And I just, I, I talk a lot about the Bible, but then I also introduce some sayings <laughs> into this podcast and things that I would never say in the pulpit, but things that I would say if you were riding in the car with me or we were having dinner together, or, or something like that. Just chatting it up, you know? And that's what podcast is. It's supposed to be personable and literary, right? So what is your favorite SSWJG saying? From Facebook, Patricia Marie Adelot says, I like the saying, if that offends you, listen to it again and let it offend you some more. Mm. <laughs> that is a good one. Jamie Lynn Cantrell, personally, I liked your Santa Claus podcast. Jamie, you know what? Thank you for that. I enjoyed doing those uh, Christmas specials, those episodes. We had a lot of fun with that. And you know what, Jamie? Everybody else just got to listen. And those Christmas specials were for you and your husband. Uh, uh, By the way, shout out to your awesome husband, Justin Cantrell. And uh, I'll talk about this maybe in in a later episode. You want to know where the beginnings of Spirit Signal happened? It wasn't here. And now it was actually years ago with a tape recorder. And me and... Uh, my friend Justin Control, when we were kids, would record ourselves on tapes. And that's where a lot of this came from. So uh, we love the Cantrells. God bless you. All right, you have uh, Katie Hildebrand. She says, because there's a major difference between the ring finger and the wrist, hashtag mic drop. Oh, Whew. man, I forgot about that. I think I was talking about getting engaged, and there's some groups out there that won't do rings, but they do big, massive watches. They have engagement watches. Uh, that's where that came from. That's funny. Daniel Orton, what is up, my friend? He likes if that offends you, back it up and play it again. Roy Kitchens, he likes you're here to listen, and I'm here to talk. Jonathan Cantrell, if it ain't God, then shut up. <laughs> and he also is a fan of, of the merch. The merch. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Uh, I think Spirit Signal needs to have merch. What do you think? You think Spirit Signal needs to have merch? Maybe we'll start with stickers, something small. If you're interested in merch, uh, contact me and let me know. I, I, I had people have been asking me about that, and I, I think it's time to start listening to the signs and signals of, of of what people are saying. We need to get some merch out there. Jonathan Cantrell, you stairwell singer, you you are epic. If it ain't God, then shut up. That's a good line, very true. John Hoffman, if this offends you, listen to it again. Stephen Nix, Bishop Stephen Nix, missionary to Nicaragua. God bless you, Bishop. Thank you so much for listening. Knowing that you are listening to this is an indicator to me I'm doing something good. We love the Nix family. 
and we're praying for you. He likes, I like all of them, especially healthy relationships. <laughs> it's funny. Marissa Badger, my sweet sister, she wants merch quotes. So does Jonathan and other people. Maybe we'll do that. Maybe we need to get uh, a shirt with the Spirit Sigil logo and right underneath it, it says, if that offends you, listen to it again and let it offend you some more. I don't know if I'd ever really wear that. I, I believe in the art of the spoken word. I'm not so sure I would put that on a shirt, but hey, it's true. Might as well wear it. On over to Instagram. Cam will be, I think that's Cameron Williams. What's up? He likes if it offends you, play it back and let it offend you some more. Bro, Jake and Orton, I approve of everything I just said. Kit Cat Mitch likes if that offends you, go back and let it offend you again. And also, that's a good cup of coffee. Mm, speaking of which. Thank you, Kit Cat Mitch. L Green 70. She says, I have so many favorites. I like that. Isaac Guzman, four two three. He likes healthy relationships. Jessica Bar Carroll. Hello, Sister Jessica. She likes stop being weird. Be natural with the supernatural. That's probably my personal favorite. And that's just a big passion of mine. I can't stand people being weird with the gifts of the spirit. I can't stand this this stereotype out there that people that are gifted prophetically that they're weird. No, they're not. Actually, the most normal people out there. There's just some people that choose to be weird. They think it's effective and it's not working. Lastly, Tracy Thomas says, you're here to listen. I'm here to talk. And, of course, be natural with the supernatural. Thank you, listeners, for your response. I really appreciate that. You know, podcasting is a solidarity enjoyment. And it's and most of you would rather just listen passively. And I'm okay with that. Knowing that you listen is just such an encouragement to me. All right, stay away from the 21 sins of the perilous times. Do 21 acts of righteousness. Read your Bible every day. Pray every day. Be at your church anytime the doors are open or the Facebook Live is on. I'm Justin C. Gleason, and I approve of everything I just said. Be natural with the supernatural! weird does that offend you why don't you listen to it again and let it offend you some more